Hi there, and welcome to the Thriving on Purpose broadcast. My name is Sebastian Richard, and this week, back by popular demand. <laughs> I'm Elizabeth Richard. And tonight we're going to be talking about four critical, what was the title again, Liz? <laughs> four critical um, lessons that in I've learned growth. in personal growth. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Since we've started our journey, it's it's really... Um, be- I, I just want to say one little thing. I just wanted to say the title. She hates when I do that. What? <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to say, last week we did... As in the days of Noah, part yeah. one, I didn't forget you guys. Mm-hmm. We're just taking a little hiatus this week because we really felt this was a now word for the body of Christ. And uh, I, I had the opportunity to have Liz on, and I just love that. So uh, I'm going to do uh, As in the Days of Noah, part two, next week, Lord willing. But tonight, it's about personal growth, and we need it. Go yes. <laughs> So for for some of you, you're like, yeah, I love personal growth. And for others, you're thinking, well, why do I need personal growth? What is that? I've got spiritual growth. Why do I need personal growth? So um, there's, I was asked to, to share um, on an Indian broadcast these lessons. And I decided to, instead of, you know, rehashing stuff that I had learned from the John Maxwell team and leadership and all that, I decided to give some points on what I've learned, what, what, if I had to narrow down uh, the four biggest personal growth steps that were a challenge, that were difficult for me to uh, really try to focus on and, and master and practice on a regular basis to really get to my goals um, were these four points. So I wanted to share them with you because right now I think that where we're at um, with everything going on in the world, wherever you live, no matter what country you live in, I mean, um, this whole virus thing and the way the governments have been uh, using it um, has been a real disaster in nearly every country we know. And so where does that leave Christians? You know, a lot of people are wondering, like, where is God right now? What is happening? Um, You know, we're like kind of, you know, wondering, is God going to do something right now? What is what is the, the... what are, what are we waiting for? Like we can all sense a shift in the spirit um, that things are moving, things are changing. And we hear a lot of positive things about, um, you know, God moving and doing things, but um, we haven't seen uh, that much of it in the physical realm right now. Like we've seen certain revivals in certain uh, places in the United States, different areas that people are coming to Christ through all of these uh, trials and stuff. And that's amazing we were so excited that that's happening and it's going to continue happening um so we just want to welcome everybody on the broadcast for those of you that aren't familiar with our ministry maybe it's the first time you see us on youtube or listen to our podcast um we have a podcast uh we do these broadcasts every week on wednesday night uh you can view them on our youtube channel on thriving on purpose You can also listen to our podcast. You just need to go to thrivingonpurpose.com and download the podcast. If you're working, you just want to download it and listen to it when you commute and stuff, you can do that as well. So right now, what I feel really the the Holy Spirit and what the Lord is is doing right now is really trying to prepare us. You know, um, I think that a lot of Christians right now, the body of Christ is very confused. They're, They're looking at all the news and everything that's going on um, as much as they've been told not to listen to the news (laughs) for the last few months. 
Uh, it's so in your face what's going on with the government and, you know, the the imposing the passports with the virus, the pass, COVID, the COVID passports. passports and this and that. And people are alarmed. People are kind of frightened. I, we Rightfully have, so. We have friends, you know, that are in um, in Quebec and different areas in Canada that they're a lot more um, severe with the with what they're implementing and this and that. And, um, and, you know, we always expect, you know, we know the new world order, we know what they plan and every fall they, they like to plan some big coup. And um, so a lot of Christians are kind of like bracing for impact. Right. Um, but and, and, and we're feeling it. We're on the crux of something too. Like yeah, they're, there's, we know they're Im implementing something, but, but not, not just what they're, uh, doing obviously mm -hmm. they're they're doing a lot of bad stuff but we're feeling we're on the crux of something a big shift in within the uh the church yeah with god uh on on the the side of of, of good as well there's we're, we're on the, the brink of something huge mm -hmm. and everybody's kind of like trying to figure it out like uh, the, the, those who are prophetic are trying to figure it out in the spirit and and, and by uh by pressing in and and, and praying and and uh, yeah. seeking the face of the lord and and mm -hmm. and uh those who are more into uh, uh conspiracies and trying to figure out what the new world order is doing they're, they're trying to figure out what's happening everybody's like it it feels like it's halted somewhat but it it's it's so close to, to a shift yeah and we're all like What's going to happen? What what's going on? What is, and it's and it's because we feel the the the, the pressure. Mm -hmm. We feel that pressure. It's pressing so hard, and it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, obviously, what God is planning with His church at this time. We we're talking about that before the broadcast. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, right now the church is going through a great transformation. Unlike, wow. I think the most exciting time for the church in the last maybe thousand years. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I'm, and it's no joke. It's huge. What's happening right now within the church of Jesus Christ. I'm just, you keep going, Liz, you're doing great. Yeah. And, you know, we hear a lot about, you know, that, that the Lord is going to have a great harvest of souls. There's a lot of people that are going to, um, you know, come into the kingdom of God and they're going to get saved. But, we cannot forget that, you know, oftentimes when this does happen, um, it's also because there's judgment or there's different things that are happening um, in the world that are kind of pushing people to seek God. Yeah, exactly. And when that happens, unfortunately, you know, sometimes Christians um, will get the negative side of things in the sense that, you know, we're all in this together. So if the government implements something, we're kind of all are gonna live through it together, right? Um, but the God is gonna do great things through everything that's going on, you know, whether there's judgment that's coming on the body of Christ for certain uh, reasons. Um, there's been a lot of, um, there's a lot of things that we know that are gonna come to light. A lot of, um, how would I say this? A lot of um, sin that's been, covered for a very long time in the body of Christ in, in some churches. Um, a lot of things are going to happen. And I believe that the Lord is going to judge um, the body of Christ for many different reasons. Um, for those that um, have been voting for abortion, uh, that have been against, you know, his will from the beginning, um, listening to their pastors, uh, promoting for whatever reason that they, you know, chose to elect 
<clears throat> and, and I, I mean, I could say Biden, but here in Canada, it's Trudeau. So, I mean, you know, in yeah, most I mean, countries, we have the same problem here. Yeah, in most countries, it's somebody else, right? So it's it's those liberals that are for abortion that is never going to be okay, and that's never the will of God, no matter what you want to say about that. And so, there's, a, you know, I believe that there's going to be judgment for that. I also believe that God is graceful. And he knows those that have voted, that have prayed, that have interceded for, um, you know, for his will to, to be manifest on this earth. He hasn't forgotten your names. He hasn't forgotten that you did do the right thing and vote for the right cause. And I believe that he's going to be um, rewarding the righteous. He's going to be, um, you know, helping us and guiding us through uh, these more difficult times. So I think it's going to be, you know, kind of a dual thing. It's not going to be all wonderful and great, and it's not going to be all gloom and doom either. It's going to be a balance of both. Yeah, I think we're we're gonna we're gonna see that. I say that many times. I've I've said it on the broadcast many times. We're gonna see that the the God can, with one hand, bring severe judgment upon the unrighteous, mm -hmm. all the while with his other hand protect his own. And 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 give them grace. So that it's it's not. And oftentimes we 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 are in the church. It's like either we hear all or all or nothing. Like yeah. we hear those who are all like you said, gloom and doom. Oh, God is going to judge. God is going to judge America. It's going to be hor horrible. Uh, and the, there's these others that are like all about uh, revival and and uh, uh, God manifesting His glory in these times and all that without talking not even a hint of what he's going to do to to our nations which are living in un severe mm -hmm. unrighteousness and i think god is is fully capable <laughs> uh, of doing two things at once mm -hmm. uh, he's a multitasker trust me <laughs> he's the best multitasker ever and two things for him are, are, that's nothing <laughs> yeah. and so you know today's broadcast also the reason why i want to talk to you about the, this topic is because um, I think that a lot of believers are going to miss out on the blessings of the Lord because they're not ready. They're not ready to have these blessings. They're not ready to be used by God as vessels to um, pour out um, his will on the kingdom, to, to do his will in the kingdom. And so it's really important. You know, a lot of people hear this. They'll say, um, you know, we have to be prepared. We have to be ready. And sorry, I just wanted to sneeze. Uh, allergies, huh? Yeah. Allergy season, folks. So um, a lot of people think, you know, I've got to be prepared. And so I have to read more of the word of God. I have to, you know, fast more. I have to. And, you know, these things are great. But there's also a readiness to, to say, Lord, I want you to use me. I want you to, to prepare me for to walk in my purpose. There is no time left. See, a it's lot about of you, doing now. We're about a lot doing. of you are thinking, oh, he's going to come back. He's going to come back. I want him to come back. I want this life to end. It's so hard. It's so difficult. But you're not, when you're thinking like this, when you're looking at what's happening in this world and you're like, oh, if the rapture can just come, if it, if it could all just end right now, and, you know, then we'll be in paradise and everything's going to be great and dandy. But you have to remember that you're here for a reason. Like God did place you here for a reason. Yeah. And you have a purpose and an assignment to fulfill. And, and your purpose is not just waiting for the rapture so that it's over. Exactly. And there's something we need to, there's a lot we need to do yeah. before that day comes. And whether that day comes in, in, in two weeks or whether that day comes in 25 years, 
we have a lot of work to do. Exactly. And the Lord is going to reward the doers. Yeah. I know for a lot of you, that makes you kind of cringe because you're like thinking of the oh, verse that, that says the works, the works, the works. It's all bad. This, the works. It's by faith. We're saved by grace. Yeah, it's not and, by works. And that verse has been so like. But not just verse. There, there's many verses, but it's a, like a, <laughs> that it's a theology. It's that a theology. one <laughs> has really been distorted in a in a, such a a lazy way to tell believers to just read their Bibles, do the nine to five job, and be absolutely fruitless for the kingdom of God. That is basically what your pastors have been been teaching. Go to you. church on Sunday, and and so if you look at any fruitful ministry out there. They are doing works. They're the doers. They are feeding the poor. They are doing works. They are doing things for the kingdom of God. They are applying resources to help others. They are doing greatness in their community. If the church, if that church goes down, that that leader, that pastor, it affects the community. And we're all ministers of the gospel because a ministry or, or ministers means service. It means to serve. Yeah. So uh, we are all called to be doers. We're exactly. all called to be not hearers only, but doers of the word of and God. And you don't want to just be a doer all over the place, just doing what you think you need to be doing. You want to be doing the assignment that the, the Lord has assigned you to do, yes. that he's equipped you for, that he's given you those capabilities, those strengths, that he's put those things inside of you that are meant to do those things. And it doesn't matter what country you're in. You could be listening to me from Zimbabwe. I know some of you are listening to me from there yeah. and from all over the world. And, you know, you're thinking, well, what, what can I do? What can I do? There's always something you can do. And you can ask yeah. the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, show me what difference I can make where I'm at. Show me how to be a minister and, of the gospel. In other words, a servant of the good news of the kingdom. Yeah. Of the kingdom of God. And like it, it can be a tiny thing. It can be a multitude of tiny things. It can be a big thing. It can you just be, have to be obedient. Just, just follow his voice. Following that voice, that first thing that he asked you, that first idea is going to show you how to implement it. And you go by faith for every step of the way. And then you'll be amazed at how how much you're going to accomplish, how many doors are going to open, how many things he's going to bless uh, it, it's just the way it is. The Lord doesn't, from what I've experienced so far, is I've never seen the Lord go, okay, well, I'm going to give you all these finances. Liz, go do this. It's never been like that. No. It's always been like, Liz, go do this. Yeah. Okay. And I do the action. I put the step forward and then, you know, I'll, I'll pray Lord. Okay. This is not working or I need help with this or, you know, I need, I need more money for this or finances for that. And, you know, as I'm doing the thing, as putting the work it, in, in place, as the blessings are coming. Because as we're doing it, he's seen our faith in action. He's like, okay, I can entrust him with more. Yes. I'll give him that next step. I'll give him the, the, it's the, not the always information he needs and or it's the finances always, he needs yeah, for this. And, and it's always not always the finances while you're doing it. Sometimes even that is a step of faith. Sometimes it's spiritual blessings that he's going to give you yeah. to pull, help you pull through. Knowledge. To get to that uh, finish line if you want. And then the, the financial blessings arrive. Sometimes he's going to put people on your path to help you with finances, to get things done. Good partnerships um, that you never even thought possible. And it's just about asking the Holy Spirit the right questions. You know, if you're in a situation where you have a really big vision that the Lord has given you, well, who can I partner with? Who yeah. can can help me with this endeavor? Who 
you know, the, and the Lord is going to help you. And so we're going to get into the first point of um, personal growth. And the reason why also I'm talking to you about this is because, you know, we hear a lot about the in the prophetic about the financial uh, wealth transfer. Okay. We hear a lot about that, that the Lord is wanting to do a wealth transfer and it makes perfect sense because right now we're in a full blown war with the enemy. That's a very big spiritual battle going on where, uh, you know, the enemy is trying to tie us down. He's trying to shut us up. He's trying to, um, you know, basically take away our freedoms and uh, make us captive so that we can't decide our futures and we can't move forward. Right. And um, hey, Chris Board. And hey, um, Chris. and so the, the enemy is trying to shut us up by doing these things. And um, what we need to see is where we need to refocus is we need to understand that the time is short and that there's a yes. lot to be implemented right now. But we cannot be part of the, the financial wealth transfer if we're not ready for it and we don't have the right mindset for it. Exactly. And that's what a lot of believers are you know, expecting. And I'm not saying he won't give you surprise money in your bank account. I believe that that is very well, you know, very possible. Yeah, we, and we, but, there's, there's tons of testimonies about that, but yeah. it's not, a, it's not about deliverance. We see there's a huge difference yeah. between the three things. Let's talk, let's talk about that for a second. Deliverance is when God, let's, we're talking about finances here. Deliverance is when God takes you out of a predicament, a financial predicament in a miraculous way. Mm -hmm. My, my uh, mortgage is due. I don't have the funds. I open the mailbox the day before the mortgage is due. And here's a, a check I, I never thought or never expected. That's deliverance. The Lord just delivered you. Yeah. Now, provision. Provision is you living in such a way that you are doing the steps and being obedient to the Lord and um, showing, how can I put this? Basically doing what you are required to do in such a way that you're bringing money, you're, you're creating wealth. You're creating wealth with the aid of God by being obedient to his plan that he's given you. Mm -hmm. Now you're walking in provision. It's coming to you. It's coming regularly. It's coming uh, consistently. That's living in provision. You don't want to live in deliverance. Right. You want to live in provision. Now, now the transfer of wealth, that's a step farther. Now, the transfer of wealth is when you have been so faithful at living in provision, living in obedience, showing maturity from level to level to level, growth to growth, that God sees you are now worthy mm -hmm. to be uh, assigned a measure of wealth that will enable you to help others to either be delivered or to walk in their provision. Right. See, it's, it's a new level. Mm -hmm. But obviously, most believers, they believe for deliverance. They, they are in the mindset of, they're not in the mindset of I'm going to create wealth. I'm going to I'm going to move forward in such a way that I'm going to create wealth mm -hmm. and become productive for the kingdom and 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 move this wealth in such ways that's going to hurt the devil and yeah. help the Lord. Yeah. They don't think like that. They they just on in survival mode. We need to get out of that and we need to walk in provision. And when we walk in provision and we are faithful to God and we are doing what is required and we are moving from uh, level to level to level, 
that is when the transfer of wealth, see the transfer of wealth is not just uh, individual moments in history. There, there is that. And I think we are on the crux of that right now. We are mm -hmm. living in a moment in history where there's going to be tremendous, miraculous transfers of wealth. But they're not going to come, these transfers of wealth. How can I put this? I don't want to generalize anything here, okay? I want to make sure you guys understand me. They're not going to come, these transfers of wealth, to those who are just waiting for deliverance. They are going to come, for example, as a small amount. The Lord loves us. The Lord doesn't want us to be in want. So yes, if you need $300 to pay your rent, he's going he's gonna to answer those prayers and stuff like that. I'm not saying he won't. But what I'm saying is we're, we're talking transfer of wealth. We're talking a lot of money. The money of the wicked. The, mo the, the money that the wicked has been storing, been storing been up stealing. all these centuries. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a shift. Okay? There's going to be a historical shift. Now this, and I'm, I did a broadcast uh, maybe a couple months ago, a few months ago, on the transfer of wealth. It was just about that. And I dove deep into that. It's going to be for those who have learned to faithfully walk in provision and assignment and purpose. Mm -hmm. Those believers who are intentional. And Liz, that was your first point. It was about intentionality, right? Yeah. So there you go. You take it from here, girl. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to talk to you about being intentional, what that really means. Because, you know, we hear like we, most of us know about, you know, the the laws of growth um, by John Maxwell. And he talks about the law of intentionality. The 15 laws of growth. That's the first law, the law of intentionality. Yeah. Growth doesn't just happen. Yeah. In other words, it has to be intentional. You, you don't just like, the only growth that happens by accident is your physical growth from from babyhood to adulthood. Or if you're a 45 year old like me, the, the, the yeah. growth around the waist. That's the that's the, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Hi, Carrie. Uh, Carrie's a John Maxwell team coach, so she, she's really understanding our little yes, right Yes, Carrie, now. you understand what we're talking so, about tonight. So this is what the, the Lord has been showing me, you know, in the last few years that we've been doing Thriving on Purpose and done dis different projects. You know, the, the hardest thing is really to lead yourself Absolutely. and to uh, be intentional about you know, what you're going to do for Christ, but what he, he wants you to implement for yourself. Because you're, you have to think that, you know, we are representatives of the kingdom of God. We're supposed to aim for, to be like Jesus, right? And Jesus was very intentional. Jesus was not a man, um, you know, he said what he meant to say. He was a man of his word, um, you know, and he didn't, I didn't hear anywhere in the Bible where he said it, he didn't feel like doing this. So he did that instead, like, you know, he, it, it wasn't like that. You know, he's very disciplined in what he did. And so I think that it's very important to lead ourselves, you know, when, especially when you're an entrepreneur or you're in ministry, you know, sometimes, you know, there's, there's days where it doesn't really matter in the sense that no one's going to see exactly what you're doing and you can kind of slack off and think you can get away with it. Right. But the Lord sees what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, the Lord sees when you're not intentional about, uh, becoming more for the kingdom of God or growing yourself or, you know, doing your spiritual growth or, and, and um, you know, growing yourself. Like we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk because obviously in, in the lingo or in the uh, Christianese that we speak, everybody's familiar with spiritual growth, right? Mm -hmm. We're all like 
Yeah, re reading your Bible, spending time in the Word, uh, yeah. worshiping God, uh, being in your prayer closet, all these things. We, we're, we're intentional about that, and it's fantastic, and we need spiritual growth. Yeah. But when it comes to personal growth, people, the average people Christian, the average way. Christian mm -hmm. doesn't see the point. Like, I, all I need is spiritual growth. No, no, you need more than that. Because spiritual... <laughs> Is it too early for me to talk about that? <laughs> no, well, I'll just say, like, for example, we did homeschooling this morning, right? Yeah. And we were talking about this lesson with our kids. We were saying, you know, in the end, no, I can't push you and make you want to do this. I can't make you do it. I can't make you want to be the top of the class. I can't make you want to be the best at the at, at, what you're at, doing. At, at your level. Only you can do that. And, you know, there's nobody else to compete with here. You've got your brother and your sister. There's not like 25 and, other kids And they're here all in different grades. That so. you can say, yeah, I want to be better than Brian or I want to be better than, you know, like kids think like that, right? So you got to think I have to push myself to be the best at what I'm doing for the kingdom of God. And a lot of people have this idea where, um, you know, I don't want to get prideful. So I'm not going to think that way because I don't want... You know, people, to, I don't want people to think of me that way because those are like wrong thoughts. But in reality, yeah, because I'm, we're taught to be, we're, we're always taught to be humble and make ourselves small so that Christ can shine in us. But we have a, a, a wrong approach in how to do that because we think that, oh, well, if I, if I become successful or if I become wealthy, I become of the world. Mm -hmm. I am not being that humble soul that Christ can now use. and But there's a way, and this is the balance that's so hard to achieve for most believers. It's, it's basically the way to be humble, submissive to God, and make yourself small so that he will elevate you, mm -hmm. but to still desire to be elevated. And that's the for thing. For his glory. For his glory. his glory. Why? Because what happens when I'm elevated? Eyes turn on me. And what do they see? A servant of God who has been elevated. What did that? What does that do? Well, that makes people think, wait a minute, maybe there is something to his God. Mm -hmm. Why is he having such success? Why is he uh, doing such uh, tremendous accomplishments or things well, even, that, 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 yeah, that... Even with COVID, surprise. we had... A lot of comments from different people in the family that said, why are you so calm? Like, why aren't you like, doesn't this bother you? Like they, they couldn't understand the faith that we were in and walking in that peace that it was like, why aren't you alarmed and scared like we are? And so right, right away, that was like, okay. And then we'd answer and we talk about our faith and we talk about how, how we're living this experience with God. And that's like very different to people. And that, that shows them that there is peace in the kingdom of God, that even amidst all that's going on, you can find peace when you have God on your side, there is that blessing. And that's, that's very rewarding. It doesn't always have to be money. Right. And so other times it can be money where, you know, the person lost their job because of COVID and you're able to give them uh, a decent amount yeah. to help pay for the groceries. You can pay the grocery, you can pay their mortgage, whatever that, that month. If you can do it, like if, if you can reach a level where you're able to help people who either need deliverance or help in their walking in their assignment, mm 
Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful thing. And, and exactly. it's a great testimony. If you're a humble soul, it's a great testimony to the, the, the faithfulness of your God. Yeah. And, and see that. So there, there's nothing wrong with godly ambitions. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I, I want believers to have godly ambition. Godly ambition. And, and for some reason in the body of Christ, there's been this, this perception that godly ambition is meant to make yourself so small. That, that, that there's something wrong with that. I'm not saying make yourself big. That's not what I'm saying. But it's yeah. okay to want more. It's okay to want to grow to your fullest potential, mm-hmm. to become the greatest thing that you can become in, in, in whatever lane so God that, has called you. So that you. God can use you because you have to understand that by stretching in this way, the Lord is going to pour into you more. Yes. And that's what people don't understand. People think, oh, well, if I become like this, so I'm super ambitious and I want this and I want that, then I'm going to become prideful. Then I'm going to fall into materialism. Not if you're completely focused on the right assignments, on the right projects. See, if you're, if I'm focused on the projects that the Lord is giving me, then I want him to bless those projects because I know what I'm going to do with them for the kingdom of God. And if I have extra that covers more than the projects that I want to do, then I'm able to bless other people that I know that are in need, that are in the kingdom of God, that I know don't have those funds, right? So I'm always kind of, you know, striving to help others, striving to, to, to fulfill that kingdom assignment because I want to feel, I want to make God proud. I want him to be um, able to use me in that way. And, and I, I popped this, this book on because these are principles that I talk about in uh, five reasons God wants you to prosper. Mm-hmm. And I give the example in the book of Billy Graham. Why do I cho- did I choose Billy Graham? Because everybody, even non-believers, appreciated the humility of Billy Graham wherever he went. Mm-hmm. He was this humble soul. This, you know, when we're talking about making yourself small to be elevated by God, mm-hmm. that's Billy Graham. That's who he was. Right. And yeah, Billy Graham, when he passed away, he was worth $25 million. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait a minute. This guy was able to combine both great humility and great success and finances to bring about the kingdom of God to bear in the earth realm in a huge, transformative, powerful way. Mm-hmm. He understood what it means to, to do exactly what we're talking about right now. The, the intentional growth, uh, not only spiritual growth, but mm-hmm. personal growth. Mm-hmm. He was able to blend both to a great, uh, uh, to great extent. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. See, imagine a soil. That's the surface, the ground. And imagine a tree. And that's the, that's why I, I, I put the tree on the cover of that book. Because I believe that spiritual growth, spiritual growth, reading and meditating on the word of God daily, spending time in the presence of the Lord, prayer, worship, your prayer closet, pressing in spiritually, all these things, okay? This is you growing your roots deeper into the earth, deeper into the soil, deeper and deeper. That's spiritual growth. Spiritual growth is your roots 
digging deeper in Christ. Now, personal growth, that's the tree that everybody sees on the surface. Yeah. And any gardener, any anyone in, 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 in any ecology book will tell you that approximately a tree, what you see on the surface, you can imagine that underneath it's about the same size. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you were to unearth a tree, you would realize that the, the, the foliage on the outside is just about as impressive as the roots underneath. Yeah. So the growth you see vis visibly is similar to yeah. the growth that is underneath. Well, so, exactly. And that the, is the healthy, big trees that we see that are very, very green and very big. And you're like, my gosh, like, wow, this must be a hundred years old. Those roots are ginormous. They're but, huge and very healthy. And, and that's what I, I'm talking about. Like a lot of believers, they believe, like I think 98% of believers, if not more, believe very, very much in spiritual growth. And that's a great thing. We need our roots to go deep, deep, yeah. deep in Christ. Now, what they don't believe in is personal growth. Mm -hmm. uh, and they often think that personal growth is worldly. It's self-centered. They, 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 they misunderstand it. God wants you to grow. You want, he wants yourself to grow because guess what? There's a book before he dispatched you on this earth. He wrote a book specifically about who envisioned you to become, who envisioned you to be. There's right. a book in heaven. There's a huge, gigantic library in heaven with each of our names on it. So I have a book in heaven titled Sebastian Richard. And in that book, is written the perfect will of God for my life. In other words, the best version, the perfect version of me is written down in that book, what I could become if I really grow in Christ and grow myself. Mm -hmm. So that's the perfect version of that book. So when we pray the Lord's Prayer and we say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I used to pray that in a general sense. Right. I, I didn't see that it had to do also with me. Like we think your will be done in my country, Canada, as it is in heaven. Uh, I, I, we see a bigger picture. We seem to forget that when we pray that we're actually asking uh, the, the will of God in that book that he pre-wrote mm. You know, perfect works that he created for us to practice in advance. He created them in advance for us to practice that book. Yeah. That's the perfect will of God that we want to manifest in our own lives. Now, I'm going to show you a little clip that I downloaded because I thought it was kind of a little funny. But I, at the same time, I think it really represents uh, what many Christians, a mistake that many Christians do when they focus solely on their spiritual growth and i know what i'm talking about don't don't push me down when i'm praying when i'm preaching good <laughs> because i've been there there was a time if i go back maybe 20 years in my spiritual walk when i was about 20 years old i was all about spiritual growth i read my bible hours a day and listened to christian radio hours a day. i was so deep i was so deep i had nothing to show for it not a dime in my name. And everybody who saw me thought, loser, it's sad. It grieves the Holy Spirit because that is not God's will. 
for for us to have solely spiritual growth where we can quote a Bible verse at random, like boom, 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 in a conversation and talk about Jesus all day long, but not have the personal growth that goes with it. I'm going to show you what I looked like to some of these people back then. And, and, and you might recognize some, some people, you know, it might, it's a cartoon. It's funny. You're going to like it. Sees the Persian, the most amazing javelin throw the world has ever seen. His javelin will cross the seas and oceans. This is your second task. Throw the javelin further than Verses. <laughs> Hi, Master X. Let me. All right, but throw it well, as far as you can. Just you watch. Okay, <laughs> so so for those who are listening on the podcast, you just really didn't have a visual. But the, the guy who throws the javelin in the cartoon, he's a javelin thrower, an Olympian javelin thrower. And he has one side of his body super muscular. He's been training only one side of his body. And the other side is super, super skinny. And when uh, Obelix, Obelix, how do you, how do you pronounce yeah, it in, in English? Obelix. When he sees him, he goes like, this guy's nuts. Like, obviously, there's something wrong there. <laughs> well, you know what? We need, believe Christians, we need to develop our personal selves as well as our spiritual selves. And uh, that means developing our leadership, developing our character, developing our uh, ambition, godly ambition, developing our intellect, mm -hmm. developing ourselves. There's nothing wrong with that. And it actually, it, it complements yeah. the godliness and the spiritual spirituality. Yeah. And that's part of our second point, which is to not pitch your tent. So when yes. we say not pitch your tent is you don't want to be, um, you know, always doing the same thing over and over again, not developing yourself, not learning new things. So, I mean, and you, you can apply this to any field that you're in, right? Um, you know, you can be a nurse and you can be practicing medicine and you can want to be the best nurse that you can be learning a new methods, learning different things of how to help uh, patients, uh, doing research, you know, the nurses that have been doing research about COVID and about the vaccine and all that, 
those that have been intentional about learning and digging have found a lot of things that have been very shocking and have come out in the world and started speaking about these things. So have the doctors, a lot of doctors have been speaking about these things. And if they hadn't, then a lot of people wouldn't know about what's going on. In right? other words, they didn't pitch their tent at, and just at the say, university well, level yeah. saying, well, this is what I learned in university. And now I'm just going to learn whatever they tell me at my hospital where I work. They went farther. Exactly. They were like, I'm going to grow myself farther. I'm going to grow my knowledge base. I'm going to do more research on my own. And when you do that, stuff happens. Exactly. <laughs> and you help other people, right? So that's just an example of somebody doing an, uh, a, a secular job, you know, that, that they're working for a hospital doing that, you know, applying personal growth in that way. Um, you know, you have so many different areas that you can do this with, but it's really about pushing yourself to learn new skills, to learn new things, new things that you're like, Lord, what is it that you want me to do in this assignment? Yeah. You know, um, you want me to do this project and I can guarantee you that I would say 99% of the time when he gives you a project, you don't know how to do it. No, you're not. You're, okay. You don't. You don't have the and skill at that point. You don't have the skill. You have no idea what to do. And a lot of you are going to say, "Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this." And just like send somebody my way to show me how to do this because I'm just not going to do it. Or some some of us will just say straight out, "Send someone else to do it because I just don't know how to do it." And and see, that's the the point where God says, "Like you're going to do it, but you need to grow." Yeah. In other words, you're going to be able to, but you need. You're at that point. You're here. Like there's the assignment here. You have to grow now. Now you yeah. have to grow. You're in the season of growth. So it demands fine. a different way of thinking because you cannot get results with the same level of thinking that you've always had, right? Exactly. You know, if, if someone tells me, Liz, I want you to build a house, I'm going to say, well, I have no idea how to build a house. You're going to send me somebody to, to help me build this house. Well, oftentimes God wants you to build a house and he's not always going to send you somebody. Exactly. He wants you to figure things out with the Holy Spirit that's going to guide you. And it's a whole journey. Yeah. And some of you are like, whoa, that's crazy. That's big. Well, it's a, it's one assignment to another. We started with small assignments and we worked our way up. The more that you're faithful, the more that you're obedient, God gives you new assignments and the blessings come with it. You know, it's not all just work. It's it's learning curves. It's a lot of, um, I would say, you know, for me personally as an entrepreneur, it's brought me closer to the Holy Spirit and to the Lord because I've had to rely on him for a lot of these things. I've had to put skin in the game. I've had to invest. I've had to, um, you know, really apply my faith because it was like, okay, well, here's, here's what you asked for and I'm giving you this. And, you know, now... I have faith. Now you do your thing. And I'm glad, and I'm glad <laughs> you bring that up. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, and I like what John Maxwell said also along those lines, when you got this assignment, when you have a new assignment or you're in a new season of growth, it's going to demand more than you're willing to give. It's going to cost more than you expect. Yeah. Uh, it's going to require more than you thought. Mm -hmm. uh, so, this 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 is the this is what God wants for us. He wants us to keep learning, keep growing, keep adapting, changing, uh, uh, because some, He doesn't yeah. want us to stay stagnant. Yeah, and for some of you, you've been crying to be in your purpose. You've been asking the Lord to be in your purpose. I want to be in my purpose. I want to do my kingdom assignment. And you've seen others be in their purpose and walk in their purpose, and you've seen the blessing. 
that they've got. You've seen the financial blessing. You've seen the spiritual blessings that they've got. And you're like, I want some of that. But some of you are not willing to take that first step in the small things that the Lord is asking you because it seems hard or because it demands some finances or it demands, uh, you know, so you sowing a seed in a ministry and, and then doing an action and all. And, and you're so like reticent of taking that first step. Well, how can the Lord bless you and bring you to your purpose if, yeah. when you're not even willing to embark in the journey to, to, to move forward in that journey, in that kingdom journey with, with you, which willing, reminds me. Yeah. With yeah, him, go ahead. <laughs> which reminds me of these journals that I uh, that I made because the Holy Spirit uh, was showing me that was a spirit assignment. That yeah, this was a Holy Spirit assignment, and so there's four journals here. Uh, where's the camera? <laughs> <laughs> where's the camera? It's right in the center. Where is it? <laughs> so one of them, I'll explain it to you quickly. One of them is the seed journal. Okay, so when you plant a seed, when you sow a seed. It doesn't matter how big the amount is. It can be a very small amount. Um, basically, in the journal, uh, you, you write the seed that you've sown. So how much you've given to a certain ministry. It has to be a kingdom ministry. It can also be something that you give uh, of, you know. Time, energy. It, it could be time, energy. It could be clothes that you give away to a certain Christian family. Yeah. Um, it could be food. It could be whatever you want to sow. Uh, but usually you get this you get back the seed that you sown obviously multiplied but if you give clothes usually get clothes back right you're not going to give clothes and get a car back that just to give you an example so it's, it's a sowing principle i mean if it's you plant sowing. corn seeds you're not going to grow tomatoes exactly so you write the seeds that you've sown and then you write it what it's for and then you write your notes and this is basically to keep track of your seeds okay so that when there is a harvest, that you know when you when, when was that date? When did you sow that seed? Um, what exactly did you pray over? Um, so, so what you're going to do is after you're going to take this one, which is my decrees, and you're going to decree over uh, the different projects that the Lord has given you, the different um, prayers that the Holy Spirit gives you concerning the assignment and decree over those seeds that, as well as that, you, that's kind of like watering those seeds when you decree over a seed yeah and so this is the field notes journal so when the holy spirit gives you that idea of what he wants you to do as an assignment then you can take notes so oftentimes when this happens and, and unlocks you have a lot of notes to take because the lord is giving all kinds of ideas I just went through a season where, I mean, I got so many ideas oh that goodness. I didn't even implement. I would say half of those ideas because they just kept pouring and pouring and it takes time to implement these things. Right. Yeah. And so I wanted to note all of these things because I'm like, these are such great ideas. I don't want to forget these ideas. Right. So that's why I, I created so you don't, don't want to forget your Holy Spirit ideas. Exactly. Because oftentimes you'll get you you'll even get a prophetic word yes. that's going to confirm one of those ideas, one of those projects, and it's going to it's going to basically confirm that there's blessing behind it. So you're like, oh yeah, that's true. I was supposed to do that, and you kind of forgot because you were doing other things. And so my kingdom journey harvest uh, journal, which is the blessing journal, and you record all the harvest, all the blessings that come through the different assignments and different projects different things that you did for the Lord, different seeds that you've prayers sown, answered prayers answered that you're like, wow, this is so amazing. You know, I prayed and I Harvest decreed journal. over this and this is what happened. And you write the date and you write exactly what, 
blessing what what the blessing was and then it's really it's really a good a way for you to see and keep track and and to remember your journey right? because you forget sometimes you know you're like what was it that thing what did i do that i don't remember what i prayed and and that was answered and you kind of like forget these things and it's really important to remember them right because you want to be always very grateful um, for the blessings that the Lord is doing in your life, small, big, and also to share with others, right? Because sometimes, you know, with time, sometimes it was a long time ago, a certain thing happened and your kids will talk to you about it and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, how did that happen how again? That I happen, forget yeah. how that happened. I don't remember all the details of that. And but I remember it was, it was an amazing story. So you can write all these things, right? And write how amazing God was and how he answered that prayer. And yeah. you can actually give these books to your kids someday and, and they can look at all these journals and, and see all the blessings, right? Uh, Liz, so if you just do a quick re recap, sorry. Uh, point number one and point number two, what were they? Yeah, so point number one was being intentional in leading yourself, okay? Yeah. So when nobody's looking to do that assignment, um, because the Lord is watching, the Lord is looking, and you want him to be proud of you. You want him to you want to move forward and become the best that you can be. You don't want to pitch your tent, Okay, and and become me mediocre and okay in the level that you're at, like everybody else at work, like everybody else in the ministry, like everybody else in your community. You always want to, you know, push yourself to become more for the kingdom of God. Point number two is what? That was don't pitch your tent. Oh, okay. Point number two is okay. Sorry. Okay, then we have the number three is the naysayers along the way. Oh, so boy. yeah. Now, a lot of you think, you know, I'm going to do this thing for the Lord and my family's going to be like, yay, you're so amazing and it's so wonderful and God's going to bless it. And oftentimes people are thinking, even if they're Christian, is she lost her rockers? <laughs> like, is she nuts here? Like, that doesn't make any sense what she's trying to do. Like, I don't see at all how she's going to accomplish that uh, with three kids or, you know, with this going on and that going on, or maybe it's uh, your financial situation that they're going to just point out and say, that goal is like way too big. That vision, like, I don't see that ever happening. And, and I think that's it's good that you mentioned that it can come from Christians. And, see, we think sometimes, yeah. oh, well, my non-believing family and friends, they can mock. That's okay. I, I expect that. But I know that my believing family or friends, they're, they're going to support me. They're going to encourage me. You might have a shock. Yeah. So basically, the non the non believers we know they have a so a certain way of thinking that's expected. But the Christians, it kind of hurts us because we're like, you know, they're supposed to understand this. I'm doing this thing for the Lord, but the reason they don't understand it is because it's not their mission. It's not their it's not kingdom their assignment. Exactly. So you're on fire for God. You're on fire to do this thing, and God has given you the vision, and you can feel it burning inside of you. And you're like, why can't they feel that too? Well, I saw a meme uh, today or yesterday said, your calling was not a conference call. <laughs> Very good. Exactly. And so, and that's why others don't understand it. Yeah. Because it's not a conference call. It's your calling. Exactly. So you have to accept and expect that you're going to be climbing this mountain, probably either with your husband, hopefully, if he's a believer. Or wife. Or wife. And you're pretty much going to do that alone because the vision oftentimes when the Lord does give you a vision that is quite big, a lot of people around you just don't have that faith to, to, to see that true 
to see that through in their own lives. And that's why they're going to kind of like belittle it and kind of tell you, you know, like be realistic. Like uh, it's great to have faith and believe, but you know, like let's be realistic here. Yeah. You know? It's it's like, they, they, have, they, it's they, like they, they feel like they have to bring you down they, to they the think ground. It's okay to have toned down faith, mm -hmm. but not incredible faith. Or like, faith. Like, Right, that everybody's used to, right? Yeah. On things that everybody's used to seeing. Yeah, that's the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you're supposed to have faith and believe that God's going to heal you if you have a, if you're, you know, got sick or whatever. But, you know, don't believe God for a new house or don't believe God for a certain thing for your ministry because that's a, that's like, like, you're asking a lot of God, you know, like, that's a lot of faith you're involved. Asking there, for a lot. You know? <laughs> So, so you got to be mindful of that. And that's one of the things is that you have to be okay. When you move with the Lord, you have to be okay with the naysayers. You have to be okay with, and when I say, okay, I'm not saying you're in agreement with them. I'm nope. just saying that you are accepting that it's sort of like the conversation is like, well, you believe that and that's what you believe. But I believe this. You're not letting you know? yourself get affected yeah. by their It's not setting you back. You're still moving forward. And that's the difference. You're not like, oh, my gosh, this person's not on board. And I can't do this because they've always been such an impact in my life. And now they're not singing the same song as I am. So I can't do this well, thing for well, the Lord. Liz, I mean, Jesus, his own family mm. thought he had lost his mind. It's, it's written black and white in the Gospels. Yeah. They thought he had lost his mind, so they went to get him. Mm -hmm. like, oh, he's that he's gone too far now. He's like cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Let's go get Jesus. Mm -hmm. Let's bring him back home and make him a stew, and maybe he needs a little nap. So, <laughs> so even Jesus Christ, and I called that in a I think in a blog post. I called it the Jesus effect. You're you're if you believe in Jesus, trust me. At some point in your life. You're going to experience the Jesus effect. There's going to be people who think you've gone nuts. <laughs> and it's okay. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Because your vision is your vision. And the Lord is pulling you towards that vision. That's why you're excited about it. That's why you're drawn to it. That's why you're like, well, this is going to work. And this is wonderful. And, and you're going to have your bumps in the road. You're going to have your highs and lows. And that's why we always recommend, you know, to, to talk about these things only with those that you know are rooting for you and that really want your success. And usually those are people that have more than you in their lives, uh, in their life. Um, they're people that are already striving for different goals, for different yes. things. And oftentimes those kind of people are rooting for you to strive as well. Surround yourself with people who are trying to achieve great things. And when you try to achieve great things, they're going to support you and encourage you. Exactly. But if you're surrounded yourself with people who are not trying to achieve great things, when you try to achieve great things, it's going to be the crab in the bucket, the, the crab in the bucket syndrome. Uh, we said this uh, story. There was a guy who was on a fishing boat. Uh, it was a crab fishing boat, and he was observing the crab fisherman. So a crab fisherman catches a crab. He puts it in the bucket, and he puts a cover on the bucket. To protect it, to, to make sure the crab doesn't, you know, jump out. Jump out, yeah. So the guy just keeps observing. Guy catches another crab. Now he removes the, the cover from the bucket, dumps the the other crab in, but doesn't put back the cover. So the guy goes like, "Hey, hey, fisherman, you forgot to put back the cover." He says, "I don't need it." 
What do you mean I don't need it? You put back, you put the cover on when you caught the first one. Why don't you put it back on now? He says, because now there's two. He says, you see crabs, if there's one in the bucket, the one will try to jump out and succeed and you'll lose the crab. But if there's two or three or four or five or more, you don't need a cover because here's what's going to happen. When the one tries to climb out, the others come close to him. They grab him and they bring him back down. If he tries to climb out again, another will come and grab him down. And if another one tries to come out and on and on and on, there's always one who's going to bring him back down. Isn't that so sad? <laughs> and, and oftentimes... Don't you know so many of those people? <laughs> oftentimes, we're human beings. We're like those crabs in a bucket. And I've experienced this firsthand uh, with negative reactions from people when I was trying to climb out of my bucket. <laughs> I had to zip it and not talk about me trying to get out of the bucket because people wanted to drag me back down, yeah. <laughs> bring sure. me back to reality because they, they just didn't like it because that then it reminds them that they're in a bucket too. Yeah. And they, they don't, don't want like to be reminded. No, the bucket. They don't right. want to be reminded that they're in the bucket. No, they so just want to live for the weekend. So that's the crab in the bucket analogy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so that, which brings us to point number four, Liz. Yeah. So the last point is the climb is often steep. So the, the learning curves that I've learned and I, and you know, I think that this also depends on your assignment. It also depends on what God has in store for you. Not everybody is going to have the same assignments. Not everybody's going to have the same learning curves. Not everybody's going to have the same climb. Oftentimes the assignment is more difficult. The climb is harder. The learning curve is harder. The um, leadership uh, knowledge that you need to acquire and all the training, the leadership and the, skill, what I call the Christian ability. boot camp, the boot camp that the Lord assigns to you oftentimes is because the assignment is a certain way, is a certain thing, and sometimes it's pretty big, it's pretty uh, intense, or the growth is so big that it's going to demand for you to have all this knowledge, mm -hmm. okay? And a lot of you are not thinking that, but you know, when you acquire wealth, when you acquire, acquire a great transfer of wealth, that is a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of management that is needed and how you're going to use that money and projects and, and assignments and all kinds of things. For those of you that don't know, uh, take a lot of resources, but also take a lot of leadership and management to and manage I, it all. And I like that you mentioned management, the ability to, to deal with more, because yeah. that's what good management is, being a good steward. See, I used to think when I was younger, a good steward was someone who was given a little bit and he didn't spend it. I'm being a good steward. I'm not spending. I, I was thinking so small. <laughs> no, being a good steward. Is the ability to be fruitful with your money. to make to make things into fruitful things. Mm -hmm. See, God—that's a great lesson I've learned, and it has to do with that point. God never sends growth where there is poor management. Mm -hmm. Never. So that's a lesson you need to learn right now. God will not send you more than you're able to handle. Mm -hmm. It's a biblical principle. Exactly. Well, it applies. Spend it. Yeah. It applies in managing resources as well 
managing a household, managing children, managing employees, managing a company, mm -hmm. managing your your own personal character, your leadership. Yeah. God doesn't send growth where there is poor management. That is a great, great key, very important one. And exactly. like she said, the climb is steep. Nobody reaches the top of a mountain by accident. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then when you get there, he has another mountain. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to There's the top, well, when you, that's when you see the mountain range, and you're like, oh boy, okay. There's other mountains <laughs> to climb if I want to go farther. And, <laughs> Look but at that. No, we don't want to discourage you, but um, you know, it's 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 a wonderful journey um, to embark in you know different projects, different things. You know, just like just this little project here with the journals like the number so, of hours that you put on that there, there's a lot of things that i learned you know that i um that the holy spirit guided me to create these things the different things that i, I wrote the different verses it, it was part of the kingdom journey different things that i was seeing you know in the spirit um when i created this that was was part of my kingdom journey as well and using them and applying these these principles and so that's why i encourage you you can get them on amazon and you can start doing it yourself and and be amazed at what the lord does with this right because now it's it's really cool because he knows you're taking a record of it you're yes. not just like taking it for granted and forgetting about it because well, the lord knows how many seeds that you've sown and forgotten about and, and forgot praying over them what's this saying liz uh that you you cannot grow what you don't manage or it, it's, it's not about that but uh, what you don't measure uh it was it was i forget i don't know i heard that i think it was bob heilig who said if you don't measure it you can't anyway manage yeah, it yeah manage it or you have to measure it like <laughs> whatever you measure you can increase yeah exactly. i think that's what yeah, it is right yeah exactly and so what I would tell you, you know, the the learning curve sometimes that the Lord is going to give you um, is really to stretch you outside of your comfort zone. And sometimes, you know, it's not always some projects that the Lord has given me in the past haven't haven't necessarily been things that I've had to learn to use at that time. It was more uh, like a process that I had to learn about leadership, that I had to learn about certain things to apply in my life later it's sort of like he he gave me these assignments sort of like going through modules like if you would go through a module of a course and you'd have to master this module it was sort of like this to come kind of complete the boot camp to get to a certain level to get to a certain place where you can apply all this knowledge of these modules and actually bring fruit to the body of christ if that can make sense. So that's why some for some people, you know, they'll they'll just go through one, you know, big learning curve and boom, they're in their purpose. And for other people, it's different because the assignment's different. There's mm -hmm. different components, different things that you need to learn because there's a specific assignment. Yeah. So so I encourage you to really ask the Lord for for help. You know, I've gone through a really big learning curve recently. Uh, the Lord has guided, guided yeah. me through different things that uh, that he saw, that he was showing me that I needed to implement for financial resources because um, I knew that he wanted me to apply the the principles of multiple streams of income, right? And so, 
and I had been praying for that and I had been asking him to show me, you know, how to do that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to create, you know, more than one stream of income. Like I had a few ideas, but I didn't really know what to do and what would be also pertaining to my assignment. Right. Cause I wanted it to be um, fulfilling my purpose. I didn't want to do something that was completely off course. I wanted to do something that was really in aligned with his purpose for my life. And so he started showing me when the time was right of what I need to implement. And I had no clue how to do like three fourths of it. And mm -hmm. I had to learn along the way. I had to, you know, uh, look at a lot of courses online, uh, figure things as I went, did a lot of troubleshooting, a lot of learning curves. And I asked the Lord, oftentimes I asked the Holy Spirit, I'm stuck here. Like, I really don't know what to do with this certain thing. And a lot of it was even technical. And the Lord would point me through uh, to a resource, like not long after yes. I'd find a resource. Oh, that was, I, I was looking for that. Great. Yeah. I found a YouTube video that explains that to me exactly that thing. Or I opened my email and all of a sudden there's, there's an offer some from, offer, you know, explaining uh, yeah. that exact issue that I had trouble with he's giving like this or sometimes it's something i would webinar that he's giving this sometimes talk I, I mentioned something and she's like what oh yeah send me that link and then i'd send her the link yeah and poof, like it came was... in all kinds of different ways like i'd just be scrolling sometimes on facebook and oh cool okay what is that oh that's gonna help me yeah like i i need that i even asked for a certain thing because i was doing a certain design thing and i even asked the lord i said look it's taking me so long please send me something that I can use that's faster because like I'm getting overwhelmed here, like mm -hmm. with, with this implementation of learning stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he actually sent me in my email a resource that was for Christians. It was exactly what I was looking for. So, you know, he's very faithful in yeah. helping you out when you need help and he's there for you every step of the way. Yeah. And it, and it, it doesn't always have to be pertaining to ministry. The Lord wants to bless you and your finances. He's going to bless in people in their families. He's going to bless them in your, in, in your business, whatever that may be. You might be a dentist. You know, you might not be in ministry. You might be a dentist. And you can ask the Holy Spirit, how can can I bless the kingdom of God with my, my business? How can I be fruitful? What is it you want me to do, Lord? And he might ask you to do something that you know he's going to bless your ministry your business and dentistry and triple it so that you can do this certain assignment yeah, that he's absolutely. asked you to do yeah. like there's so many things we just have to ask the lord the right questions and he's going to use us so i hope that this blessed you that this helped you um the lord is more eager to answer than we are to ask smith wigglesworth said that yeah and i would say you know Start small, start with the small goals, start asking him for, um, you know, start showing action in a certain area faith, to start faith, with. Faithfulness in, in, in doing the word. Yeah, because some of you have heard him say stuff to you, like you've heard him bring certain things to you and you've kind of shunned it away and said, oh, well, you know, maybe one day when I have finances, I'll do this, or yeah. maybe I'll figure out how to do this someday. Or sometimes we, what we do is, well, Lord, if you give me the finances, I promise I'll do it. But that's not what he's asked you. He's asked you to do it. And then he'll give you the finances. <laughs> to go by faith. <laughs> sometimes it's just putting this first step, first step first and say, look, okay, like I did this and I did that. And now, you know, this is where I'm at, Lord, I need you to provide for this so that I can move forward.
you know, that's a very different prayer than Lord deliver me. And I, and I need help in this and I need help in that and giving your long list of, of requests, right? This is a very different, very different way of thinking. And just remember that the Lord loves to bless doers for the kingdom of God. Yes. So we're at a time where it's very crucial that we move forward for the kingdom of God, that we're, that we're trying to fulfill our kingdom assignments, that we're trying to take back territory, that we're trying to get people saved and shine our lights in many different ways and ask the Lord what he wants you to do exactly because the time is near and he is going to come back and we want him to be proud of us, to be proud of his kingdom ambassadors. You don't want to get to heaven, you know, having accomplished absolutely nothing for the kingdom of heaven. It is a race and it is a race to win. Yeah, well, if Satan knows his time is short, it's about time that we knew our time is short too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, just a little side note as we end the, the broadcast, uh, next week I'll be back doing As in the Days of Noah Part 2. So I hope this word uh, this week has really blessed you because I think these principles are so important in the lives of believers to understand and implement and grow yourselves and intentionally seek growth not just in spiritual things. So seek growth in spiritual things. Keep doing that. If you're doing that already, that's wonderful. It's more than most Christians anyway. Yeah. So keep doing that, but seek more growth in, in, in growth in intellect, growth in, growth in knowledge, growth in implementation, growth in, in if you have a business in your business, growth in your finances, yeah. growth in, in the, 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 the quality of your relationships and everything and like You that. can go check our, our YouTube channel scroll on the different videos that are there you're going to see there's podcasts that are like um you know that we did like about a year ago or so like we have so many podcasts you can listen to and a lot of them are uh, around personal growth yeah, a lot of them leadership. are about having a kingdom mindset about the difference between you know why you need to have um personal growth about leadership learning how to lead yourself. Like we we gave you guys tons and tons of material that you can go through or you can check out thrivingonpurpose.com and click on the, the link podcast. Yeah, we're, we're reaching, uh, we're, I think it's 100, episode 145. So you're now, definitely, so. definitely going to grow by listening to that. You can also sign up on our podcast page to uh, have your these, the newsletter. Uh, yeah, have these broadcasts sent to your email. So I hope that you enjoyed this. Be blessed and thrive on.